Hey, thanks for stopping by today. My name is Jeremy Griffin, the Ministry and Operations Director here at Redux Church. If you're looking for a local church to become a part of in your area and just haven't found the place you feel God is leading you to, consider reaching out to us here at Redux. We know lots of great places and would love to assist you in finding the place God has for you. On the other hand, you may be here right now because you've become a bit disenchanted with church. And if that's the case, maybe Redux is the place for you. We are a real church in a virtual world. While we don't meet every week in the traditional sense, we do have a community online where you can chat, ask questions, and connect with others like yourself. We do, on occasion, meet in person for small group discussions and special worship and prayer events, but new Redux discussions are available every Friday morning online. In any case, we are glad you're here now, and if we can do anything to serve you, please let us know. You can contact us anytime online at redux.church. God bless. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. We are back from outer space. <laughs> Every time I say we're back, I just think of that song, the the I Will Survive. <laughs> so lyric comes out. I don't know why. Um, yeah, thanks for... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're getting ready to go into John chapter 17. I'm joined again uh, by John and Shadrach. Um Shadrach, I met you uh, through a paintball marker transaction yep. on Facebook mm-hmm. years ago. Um, you happened to be uh, in Bethany at the time, and we were on a, I mean, it's Facebook, so it's global. Uh, but normally you lived in Africa. Right. And so it was, re- in fact, I think you were headed back within a few months of mm-hmm. when we got connected. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just stayed connected and became close and, you know, yeah, super cool. So Just one of those spirit things. It really was. I mean, it was really an, an amazing reality, and uh, I credit you mostly with all, listening to God on that way more than I did. So, um, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and right. your background and such? All right. Yeah. So married, have four kids. Um, this coming year, we will have been serving overseas for eighteen years. So mm. we're. Getting close. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And time goes by really quickly. Uh, But we serve with a mission organization that's focused on doing community development and disaster response uh, in a holistic way. So we respond to spiritual needs, but also physical needs and emotional needs. And my wife and I are the directors for that work for West Africa. Yeah. Mm. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I remember I went on sabbatical and you sent me a picture and said, "Why don't you come over here and uh-huh. hang out on the beach?" Yeah. <laughs> of course, not. I only sent you the like the pretty pictures. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't. I sent you the pretty beach pictures. You know, I didn't quite send you the like, inland desert and hey, come join us and the terrorists and let's all play together. You know, I, I didn't send you. Those I feel pictures. like it'd have been right up my alley to be honest. I don't know, it'd be good. Anyway, uh, thanks for being here, coming all the way in from Africa today to be. Here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool, man. Um, just enjoyed our relationship and being a part of that. And again, thank you so much for being a part of Redux. I know you've been. Um, I, I got really nervous when you said you were watching. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> well, here comes the heretic. <laughs> but it's I've only called good. you a heretic once. I know, yeah. and I, I wear the badge, man, with honor. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, well, let's get into this passage and uh, John 17. Like I said, man, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, 
And I'll share a little bit why. It's like he talks about being one. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the things that uh, God spoke to me when I was 22 years old, and mm-hmm. we started a ministry called Unified Ministries, and and um, it really was born out of the entire thing where, you know, I always looked at it, well, I won't get into it yet. But anyway, it was a big deal to me because unity, I think, is is so absolutely key to, to all that we're doing. So let's get into the scripture and then I'll, I'll opine more <laughs> as to why I like it so much. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. There it is. First half of this prayer. My goodness. Decided to go with a big chunk of that. I did. Yeah. Well, here's, I will tell you why. Yeah. Because the the next chapter, next, we're going to kind of bring it all together. We're going to, it's open season on chapter 16 and 17. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, he, I really, this is a time where I hate that we're using the NLT translation because I have so much of it historically for me actually is in, in new King James, but yeah. um, just this the father, let them be one as you and I are one. So the world would know right. that you sent me. And I just, I think that is so crucial, but here's my favorite thing about this. Jesus is praying for us. Right. And I don't know if this is the part or if he prays for us later. I don't remember, right. I, but, right. but I'm just saying in general, this whole chapter, he prays mm-hmm. for us. How cool. And right. it's his yeah. last request. Mm-hmm. Functionally. This yeah. is in the garden right before he's taken. Anyway, that's why I like it. And in a nutshell, What's difficult for you guys in this one, <laughs> yeah. or not difficult? 
Because there is a part that I think we need to address. I don't know if we need to address it right now, but what do you guys think? Go ahead, brother. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So one of just a a small logistical thing, um, one of the things that I think is important when we're looking at what is a passage talking about, it's important to identify the passage itself, right? Because sometimes, like we talked at the beginning of 16, about how the beginning of 16 actually belongs with 15. 15. It doesn't belong with 16. That's right. Right. And so if we don't understand the the thought groups yeah. appropriately, then it's easy to lose some of the main points when we're actually looking toward, all right, what is this actually trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I get to John 17, one of the first things that I'm looking at is like, what is Jesus actually asking? Right. Cause we, he's done all this amazing teaching and then verse one, like he speaks these things and then raising his eyes to heaven and he starts praying to God. And later on it says, I'm not asking these things for my sake. I'm asking them for, their sake. So what is it that Jesus is actually asking? And as I was reading through John 17 repeatedly and and studying over this a bit, uh, three things came out to me that Jesus was, was actively asking for. One was that he himself would be glorified, that God would glorify him. And there's all sorts of repercussions of that, right? If we trace that word glorify through this Mm -hmm. chapter, like there's all sorts of repercussions of that. But one of the primaries is that God would glorify Jesus. One of the other ones is that he would keep slash guard his disciples. Like Again, that, that whole thing of like, while I've had them, while I've been with them, mm-hmm. I've been guarding them. I've been keeping them. I've been protecting them. Mm-hmm. I'm going, God, keep and guard these, these whom you have given to me. Yeah. Um, sort of handing them back off to God in a, in a way, in a kind of neat way. And then the other big thing I see is unity. He's praying for that unity of his body. Mm-hmm. So seeing the importance that God puts on those things, on his own glory, which sounds weird, right? We get a little uncomfortable with that, but seeing Mm -hmm. the importance that Jesus puts on God glorifying him, Mm -hmm. on God's holding of believers, of those who are followers of Christ, Mm -hmm. and then of the unity of the body. Um, I don't always know what to do with all of that, but that's what really stood out to me reading through John 17. Yeah. John, seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. You get buried under it, don't you? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, my my first initial thought was trying to identify how does he glorify the Father, mm-hmm. and it's through obedience, mm-hmm. not my will. It already he was going to pray it eventually. Not right. my will, your will be done. That that uh, his glory was that he obeyed the Father. Mm-hmm. And I think the keeping of the church is in our obedience to the Father. Right. When we obey Him, uh, we're walking with Him, we're obedience to Him, then every every provision, everything that He is is ours, right? right. Uh, and I think even unity. Hmm. See, I can't have unity unless I'm in agreement with the Father, right. with the Lord, right. with my brothers, right? So unity isn't sameness, obviously, but right. there's a place where we come together in Christ because we're all seeking to obey Christ and follow Christ or right. follow the Father's will, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that uh, stands out to me too and just uh, uh, because he was going to be obedient all the way to death, right. everything, whatever, he was going to be obedient, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes uh, 
we we tend to try to catalog our walk with God, you know. Mm. Uh, some things we're real quick to say yes to, other things we stumble over, right? right. But uh, the key is we say yes, mm. that we truly endeavor to please the Father over and above everything else. But that's why He gives us His Spirit. That's why yeah. you have to have a transformational experience. Uh, and the old is gone, the new has come in that sense that now we are we are sons and we're willing to do what the Father you know, desires for us to do. Mm-hmm. So obedience really springs out to me in, in, in a lot of that. Yeah, I can see that. I think something that stuck out to me that I haven't seen in a long time, if maybe ever, is really the that through this moment, how he really just lays out the outside of time aspect of it. He was there in the beginning and he's right. here now. It's like, yep. um, you know, I was reminded of John chapter one, yep. you know, and, and talking about this. And, yeah. um, you know, I said this on a, a recent uh, episode. I'm not sure if it has aired as of this recording, but we were talking about how in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Has that one aired yet? I- don't. Okay. <laughs> so, so I love this because I didn't see this until we, um, so we got into this mm-hmm. recording, but John one says he is the light. Right. And, and I went back to Genesis and realized that in the beginning, God created the light and separated it from the darkness. Mm-hmm. And that was not the sun. He no, created the right. sun later. Yeah. And the sun S U N. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. right. But it may have been the sun S O N. Not created. But not created. Not created. No. I'll, I'll but, get ready to hit that heretic button again. Real yeah. Quick. No, you yes, can hit I, it. Okay. No. Well, really what it's more about was, was that God, it, here's what I would explore and not right. say is the reality uh, that God potentially mm-hmm. identified that aspect of the God in him. There was almost, there was God. Yeah. And then there was light mm-hmm. and that light was God and is God, yeah. but it's like that separation of the personality right. concept. Yeah. Potentially again, thing I would explore. But my point is that Jesus was there from the beginning. He created all things through Christ and, right. and all of that. So I see that in this prayer and and then probably the thing that I really want to spend the most time on and just getting you guys' thoughts on this is the unity side. And, and the reason I want to spend time on this is I, as much as I loved that, I spent a lot of time with why. And and it's like the why that I struggled with is or maybe the what. What is it about unity that causes the world to know that Jesus is the son of God, right? I mean, over yeah. over any other thing, right? What what is it about unity? And I I dwelt a long time on this, um, and it really came down to um, the message to me. Yeah. So if I if I'm you know as we are sitting here right now, we've got no pretext other than our own experiences, and we start preaching a consistent gospel, and that gospel comes from our guts, it comes from the revelation of Scripture. Are are the, you know the writing of the word on our heart, and it's consistent, or it's in unity, it's truth, and and I you know my reasoning says one of the biggest things that happens when a, when people are in unity is it's supernatural. It's like the harmonies of the gospel. We talk about that. I would say the unities of the gospel yeah. in a lot of ways, but it becomes a very supernatural sign to the unbeliever. How could how could somebody you know this far away and right. have the same understanding of who God is. And to that right. point, even the fact that, you know, when all of this, what we're reading here happened roughly two grand years ago, mm-hmm. and yet they didn't have internet. <laughs> they didn't have any way right. of communicating this other than yeah. the written word and mostly orally. Mm-hmm. And they simply shared truth right. with one another and it mm-hmm. persisted. And, and here we are today, 
talking about it using all sorts of technology at right. the same time. I just think that's an amazing thing. So anyway, that's that's kind of my thoughts. What what where do you guys land on the the why? Or have you even contemplated it? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> where to start, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that unity and diversity, right, is one of the things that I find unfortunate about American Christianity. And one of the things I find exciting about Redux and some of the different elements that are feeding into this is in Western Christianity, we tend to be all about our denomination, mm-hmm. right? Or all about our, our doctrines, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, our I mean, group. sometimes it may be cultural, but like a lot of times it's, here's what I choose to believe about God or about scripture. And so I only associate with other people who believe those same things, mm. right? And so we look for ways to divide rather than looking for ways to unify. Um, there's a idea uh, called doctrinal triage. Uh, mm. And it's, it's this idea, like I, I studied to be an EMT because part of our work overseas, like, you know, we care for people physically as well. Mm-hmm. My wife studied to be a nurse as a part of our work overseas because mm-hmm. we want to be able to care well for people physically. Um, and so, and, and train others to do so as well. Uh, so this idea, when you come upon a disaster in a certain way, you have to prioritize, right? You look at what's happening in different areas and go, okay, this is the one that I have to deal with right now, right now. Those others, yes, they're bad, but they can wait a little bit. And so you Mm kind of give some prioritization to things. Um, In a doctrinal or theological sense, the the first tier doctrines should be the things that are of salvation, right? Mm-hmm. These are the the core elements of this is how we are made right with God. And everything else falls away after that. And things like what color of carpet is in your church or what color <laughs> the pews are, like don't right. even register, like those <laughs> right. are way down there. Yeah, right. um, yeah. But we find ways to divide mm. from one another mm. over things that should not be. And in fact having that diversity in the body is meant to strengthen us. Like having some of these conversations that we're having right now where, yes, you like when we're talking about the sufficiency of scripture, like, and, and that starts to get called into a little bit of question. Like I I start to get a little nervous and, you know, we (laughs) tense up a little bit, you know, like everybody comes from their cultural background. Right. But having that diversity coming together in unity strengthens us. It doesn't yes, weaken right. us. It strengthens us. And, yeah. and Jeremy, something that we talk about at times is when we are open to that, it helps make our faith less deconstructible. Right. Right. When we're willing to have that unity in Christ, even in the diversity of some of our theology, it allows us to ask those questions in a way that strengthens us rather than weakens us and our faith is made stronger and God is glorified more. Man, that's so good. I I love that you recognize that in the Redux model that we're doing because that really was such a massive, uh, I won't say value. Well, maybe it is. I I really wanted to bring people together. I didn't want to intentionally argue about things, but I do think it's healthy that the body see us Think differently, right. disagree agreeably. Yeah, you know, and and you know, I think 
every every time we get a different group of people together, I mean, it, it varies. I never can really predict, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I will fair, just absolutely say, you know, when I remember you asked me not long ago how I choose who's going to be on. And it's very much uh, a guttural thing. Like, oh, I think this would be good. And, and I really take to heart, like we were trying to get you here a lot sooner than now. And... I, I find myself really having confidence in how things line up or his plan. Right. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, w- this is the right timing. Like I just assume it is because here we are. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think that's the thing that, that is so valuable. And, and I think that is why I value the unity so much is demonstrating that. And right. John, you know, this just as good as anybody you've, you've been working with guys in the Metro area that all think differently about a lot of things, and you bring them together for prayer. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, what's God? What's God's number one? <laughs> that they be one as yeah. we are one, right? And uh, I've come to conclude, you know, you go to Revelation and you see the throne of God, you see a multicolored rainbow around the throne. Mm-hmm. The light through a prism breaks down into multiple colors. Yeah. So there is diversity, mm-hmm. but it brings great glory when right. they can function in harmony together, yeah. to, just like our physical body and various parts. You know, all of it is intended to bring glory to God, though they're individual, unique, different parts. Mm-hmm. So you don't reject a part that's not you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, the body doesn't function, right? right? Yeah. And, and so generally speaking, ever since, uh, you know, when Aunt, uh, Eve technically first, then Adam threw in lots with her, chose to go away from God, uh, man always brings division. Man is always wanting to divide to conquer, right. create war over differences, yeah. fight over everything that doesn't, you know, appeal to them, grandize yeah. them, whatever. Uh, God's totally different. Mm-hmm. He picks up all the pieces and puts them together. He mm-hmm. sees glory in all of us, right? right? And so I think there's the beauty of the church because mm-hmm. we're diverse. It may right. be come from different cultures, different ethnicity. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But if we carry the spirit of Jesus, we're one. We right. know that. I, I, I've been to other countries. I can't speak their language, but I know I, we're one in spirit yeah. mm-hmm. because we have the same the same Lord, right? Yeah. And so I think there's the glory there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to think, you know, being raised in a certain uh, um, context of, of the body of Christ, you know, that I we had it all, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I found out, well, Jesus is the bread. We had a little piece of him. But my little piece wasn't all of him. Mm-hmm. But when I get together with others that have a right. piece, we have all of him. Yeah. And so I think that's a picture of at least the way I, I go out to find Jesus. If we have Jesus, we're, we find a place of commonality yeah. and a place to stand together at the cross, right? Mm-hmm. And bring glory to him because mm-hmm. technically that's what it's all about. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, and I, but I do think it takes a, a, a level of maturity. Not everybody can walk there right? Uh, because, again, for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, I, I find great joy in interacting with others that are yeah. not of my cloth, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. but yet were of his garment, yes. right? And so, or my color, I should say. But mm-hmm. but uh, so anyway, I think there's the glory there, yeah. is the diversity, yet all bringing honor to Christ and, and honoring yeah. one another in Christ, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Paul dealt with this in the very beginning mm-hmm. when he said, I'm a thief as I'm a Paul. No, 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 no. We're all his, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't don't divide. I love when you said the prison thing. I just can't. That, yeah. That's a beautiful picture because, you know, Christ is the light. Right. And when light hits a prism, you see what yeah. it's made of. Right. right? All those, that diversity yeah. of color is what right. gives us that white right. light, right. if you will. Right. right. And, um, you know, and then we go back to God's promise using the rainbow, which mm-hmm. is that 
in action. Right. It's light yes. refracting off of yeah. water and like a prism mm-hmm. and creating those colors. Right. And right. so, yeah, that's awesome, man. That yeah. that when we come together, I mean, coming full circle back here, <laughs> yeah. when we come together within our diversity and yeah. we unify, we are echoing the light. Right. 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 I'm excited our, about that. In our last two countries, um, I have had the blessing of being able to pastor at international churches, right? And these are international, so drawing together people from many different nations, but also interdenominational, so drawing together people from many different denominations. And pastoring in that context and with my wife uh, leading with music and worship in those contexts, and as we've tried to make disciples and equip others um, and send them in from that context or in that context. Uh, one of one of the things that my wife and I talk about frequently is what a difference that has made in our lives mm. as God has used people from different uh, denominational backgrounds, from different cultural backgrounds to shape our faith. It's been so key in helping us figure out what those core doctrinal issues are like getting rid of those things that are divisive just to be divisive and holding more tightly to the things that should be unifying us. And I I know that's not something that maybe everybody is exposed to, but it's something that we have been just greatly blessed by because God has repeatedly put us in places where we have had those divisive things shed off of us and that has convinced us even more of the core things that we have to hold tightly to. And that's not just in that church context, but even as um, this, again, cultural background tends to be conservative and vote a very certain way. Um, But as we have interacted in that international stage, as we've interacted with lots of people who vote very differently than we Mm -hmm. do, or people who are atheistic or universalistic, you know, just Mm -hmm. in a completely different faith realm, um, but interacting with that uh, consistently and not just interacting with it, but loving those people. Like as God has given us mm-hmm. a heart to love people who are very different than we are yeah. and to like want to be in deep relationship with people who are not the same as us. Like it, it opens us up more to hold on tightly to the core, but to hold loosely to the externals. Yeah. That's good, man. We've only, I'm giving you guys now a heads up. We've got okay. about three and a half minutes. So who wants to pontificate for the next three and a half minutes? John, John you're up. You're up. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, well, again, I was just thinking as, uh, as Shadrach was talking there about, uh, uh, I, I sort of say, find the golden people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, there's an image of God in all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some has not been brought alive or fully developed, but there's something there. And most people are seeking him in their own way. Hmm. Uh, They have, many of them have good intentions. I remember, of course, uh, my wife and I came in on the Jesus movement in California, and the hippies were trying to find nirvana. They were trying to find God, Hmm. really. Uh, And God moved on that to reveal himself to them, right? Hmm. And and so if we can find the glory, find the gold, you know, and and appreciate and value right. their God created them too. Right, mm-hmm. we're all on different spiritual levels. We're all on different spiritual planes, 
uh, we've all fallen short of the glory. Right. So there's none of us that have a handle on it all, yeah. right? We know what we know, but he has more to reveal. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes he brings others into our life, even um, uh, somewhat in, 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 in a discipling or testing or trial way mm-hmm. to help us discover more of him, right? Sure. Uh, and I think... Um, uh, Paul, I think, is a good testimony of that. You know, various things he went through, but it all was to bring forth more of the glory of God, the revelation of Christ in him. So um, I just think that's the u- unique part about the Spirit of God, that he has the capacity to look beyond things that we would tend to be divisive yeah. and work through everything. All yeah. things work together for good, right? Yeah. For those that love the Lord, called according to his purpose. So, uh, and in order to redeem people, you got to go to people you don't that are different than you right. that believe different than yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're better than they are. You're just trying to come and find some revelation right. of truth that can change all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And we have something to impart, uh, but sometimes we learn from them too. Right. Uh, I can be a little way out, but I, I I think there's a whole lot out there that we call Eastern religions, all kinds of things that that have an element of revelation to some people. Mm-hmm. It isn't the full revelation. Right. It isn't Jesus Christ. We all have to come back to him somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I think that sometimes by interacting, you get into a place where you can cross bridge yeah. and you can cross pollinate to some degree and mm-hmm. come and bring people to a greater truth rather than just cut yeah. them off because they don't see like I see or believe yeah. like I believe, you know, yeah. which is technically not the work of God. It's right. divisiveness of men, yeah. right? And yeah. that's where the enemy wants to divide us to conquer anyway. So. Right. As I, I celebrate you yeah. and, and the fact that you have that opportunity. And that's what I find in the city as I yeah. go around with, we all love Jesus, but we have different slants on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's not the important issue. We're unified around Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And right. we respect one another, right. though we may not always see exactly the same thing because uh, I see what I see. But right. show me more, Lord, yeah. right? <laughs> well, it's like the dis- you know one of the things I get really excited about, no matter who I talk to, you know, whether it's on camera or off, is I often will address a, a, a subject that I know we disagree on for the purpose mm-hmm. of growth. Like, I'll simply say, man, help me understand this, because I know you and I don't agree on this, but, like, right. here's where I here's where my disagreement comes in. Yeah, right. Help me get this figured out. Right. And, I, and I think that maybe some of this comes from you. You said this a minute ago. You said, you know, we're all growing mm-hmm. and learning. And I, and I think that that's the thing. I, I don't know that even now I consider myself of any real value to anyone mm-hmm. to share my thoughts or opinions. <laughs> I, what I mean by that is I'm not, I'm not even thinking in those terms. I, I'm trying to figure stuff out for myself. Sure. Right. And I just want to grow deeper and deeper. And, and I think that there was a time in my life where I just opened the door and I realized, man, I have been in this like cage forever. Yeah. And I opened this door and realized that the kingdom of God is, is not just bigger than I imagined. Like it's unfathomable. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. you could never verbalize it, right, right. and upon that revelation, all of a sudden, all of my thoughts and ideas became kind of eh. right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. But what I do know, to your point, you know, you you settle in on okay. Here's what I know, right, right, and everything kind of trickles out from what yeah. you know, right. and uh, yeah, I just think it's yeah. There's there's a charge, and I know our three minutes, three and a half minutes, are done, <laughs> but there's a there's a charge in that as well, and that is we often go out seeking unity in a way that would make others like us, sure, mm-hmm. right? That's so true. there is if we desire the unity that Jesus is talking about here, we start with love and humility, mm-hmm. right? 
and acknowledging that I might be wrong. Right. right? So when I go out to interact with other people, I approach them as if you are my brother and sister. I want to love you. Or even if you're like completely lost, I'm going to love you because Christ loves you. So like I'm starting this with love and I'm approaching all of our conversations with the humility that I might be wrong. And so every time my faith is challenged, every time my doctrines are challenged, my response isn't to shut you down. It's to return to scripture and return to prayer. Like all these things that, you know, Jesus has been talking about, right? (laughs) Right. return to him to check and see. And then like, if the spirit affirms, then I can return again, still in humility, not with a ha ha ha, like right. Jesus told me I was right. So, so there, right. <laughs> but returning in a humility of like, it's God that's going to change our minds. It's God that's going to bring us into greater truth, but I'm going to continue to approach you in love and humility, praying that God would work unity in us as his son desires, knowing that I pray this according to his will. Man, right. that's so good. I want you to do exactly that. I want you to pray for us in that regard. So. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Father, this is one of those places where we see your will laid out so clearly. Jesus tells us, you desire us to be unified as you and Jesus are one, that we would all be unified with one another as we are unified with Christ, as he is unified with you. Help us to have the appropriate love and humility. Give us the spirit and encouragement to go out and seek out other people to see your kingdom unified and your kingdom grow. And we pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. We got one more episode. We'll be back for the rest of John 17 and a recap of our time together with you two fellas. And uh, if you guys uh, would be so inclined to... Take a moment and pray for us. Normally I say, if you want to support what we're doing, I don't care if you want to. I'm asking you to pray for us regardless. And, uh, of course, if you do feel led to give financially, you can do that at redux.church. And uh, look forward to seeing you uh, next week and in the future at an in-person, real-life event. So, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.